there are other ways to get involved and, and make a huge impact. And I do know raising money can just go such a long way or even helping virtually, it can, it can just go such a long way. Cause it's not the only component of the organization, even though that's huge is the actual animal part of it. There's so much else that goes into those organizations. Welcome to the Wear, Wag, Repeat podcast. I'm Tori Mystic. As a dog mom lifestyle expert, blogger, and business owner, I love talking to other women in the pet industry and sharing their advice with you every week. Sit, stay, and listen to the latest episode. As we celebrate Thanksgiving in the U.S. this week, it's a great time to reflect on what you're thankful for. Of course, we're all thankful for dogs and everything they bring to our lives. But for some, their dogs are even more than faithful companions. Guide dogs, service dogs, hearing dogs, and other assistance dogs give many people the freedom of mobility and access to the world. With that in mind, I'm very excited to share this interview with Stacy Bianco. Her passion for assistance dogs led her to create an online shop called The Good Dog Cause, filled with products that fund those programs. We talk about creating products that catch your eye and suit your target customer. And Stacy shares some of the inspiring projects run by her first partner organization, Palmetto Animal Assisted Life Services. If you love this conversation and want to learn more about starting your own print-on-demand online shop that gives back to pets in need, I have a whole masterclass to teach you exactly how to do it. With print-on-demand, you can choose from hundreds of items that will be created when your customer places an order. That means there's zero waste and zero inventory to keep track of. Enroll in this masterclass, and within weeks, you'll have one or more on-demand products, your online shop will be ready to accept orders, and your audience will be cheering you on. Learn more and enroll today at wherewagrepeat.com slash courses. You can just go to wherewagrepeat.com and hit the courses tab in the menu. Certified professional dog trainer Stacy Bianco is the founder of The Good Dog Cause, a for-purpose pro- for company on a mission to help fund projects for nonprofit organizations that raise, train, and place assistance dogs. Her aim is to support guide dog, service dog, hearing dog, and other assistance dogs programs, such a mouthful, (laughs) across the country accredited by Assistance Dogs International. The Good Dog Cause partners with assistance dog programs to identify a project in need of funding for their volunteers, staff, facilities, dogs, or client service programs. They then fund this project through their collection of adventure-inspired gear and apparel made for exploring with your dog. Stacy is a CPDTKA certified trainer, volunteer guide dog puppy raiser, national dog agility finalist, and has been involved in dog sports and animal care organizations for over 16 years. She and her husband can be found exploring hiking trails and coffee shops around California as often as possible. Hi, Stacy. 
Hello, Tori. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, welcome back to the podcast. I had you on, um, it was episode 77, and we talked about creating online courses for your dog training business. So I'm so happy to have you back here with a new project. Yes, thank you so much. I appreciate it. Yes, it's something that is definitely a, you know, a passion project and something the give back component of our online courses is something I just couldn't get away from. And I wanted to dive in a little bit further. And this, this uh, brand is something that is it's, its sole purpose. So that is the sole mission of this. So I'm excited to talk about it with you today. Well, since I've been like in the loop with you and following you on social media since since we first met, um, I've noticed you posting more and more about um, being a puppy raiser and working with assistance dogs. How long have you been passionate about that cause? Oh, yeah. It's something that I've always wanted to puppy raise. It's something I've seen and getting a chance to do it. I could go on and on about just how fulfilling it is. So I've been involved... Gosh, it's been quite a few years now. So the first organization I got involved with is PALS, so Palmetto Animal Assisted Life Services. And it's the acronym is P-A-A-L-S, so PALS. And they're based in Columbia, South Carolina. So um, when I was in South Carolina, I started volunteering for them and I got involved with transporting for their prison PALS program, which you might talk about here in a little bit. But uh, it's an organization, I think instantly I felt that combination of getting involved and nerding out on dog training and behavior, but for an even even greater purpose than let's say training for dog sports or just my own, uh, you know, own competing. It's something when you are involved with training dogs, uh, when it comes to giving back uh, to somebody that needs them even more than you might and knowing how much a, a dog has impacted my life and to know how, how even greater they could impact someone else's life when they're involved with their day-to-day uh, day-to-day life at work with them and whatnot. It's something that I just, I, I really can't get enough of. It's something I want to be involved with for the rest of my life. And I just kept thinking that entrepreneurial side. I'm like, I, I just, I just want to give back something that I can raise some money for organizations like them. I just, I can't get enough. It just consumes my thoughts all day. <laughs> it really does. Well, and so what you've done, which is, I think, such a good idea, um, is is creating an online store full of products that give back to assistance dogs, um, assistance dog programs. And I'm sorry, it's such a mouthful. For some reason, it's a tongue twister <laughs> for me to say assistance dogs. Um, but so you've created this online store. And, and when I first looked at it, I was like, hmm, I wonder if this is print on demand. Um, so how are you making your products in your shop? Yeah, absolutely. So yes, they are. They're all print and demand. So um, we use fulfillment through Printful and Printify. And since this is my first time getting involved with more physical products, so I've more so offered to clients on more of an online kind of service-based uh, products. And so now being involved with physical products that I can ship anywhere, um, I wanted to do something that is fulfilled more on an as-needed basis. So instead of having such a large group of inventory, this is a really, I like the way you say it, it really is such an eco-friendly way to offer products and to see what works and what doesn't and what people want or don't want. And especially because right now I want as much as possible uh, for our proceeds to go straight to these programs. I really want to be careful with that. So 
or just starting and they're all fulfilled through print on demand. So uh, when an order is placed, then just that order is fulfilled. So there isn't a big surplus that you have of some of the products, which is really great with getting started, I think. Yeah, I think that doing print on demand is such a great way to, to fundraise for for different organizations, but especially animal rescue. I know that that everyone in my audience, that's our passion. Um, and, you know, most pet business owners want to give back in some way. And so doing print on demand, like you said, you don't have to pay up front. You're not having to buy all the shipping supplies. Um, so you can really prioritize the money that you're making and, and give back as much as you can to, um, to your nonprofit partners. So how did you, um, how did you decide what kind of products and like designs to put on everything? Um, you know, you said that it's adventure inspired and what does that exactly look like? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, a combination. So I think it comes, uh, from the perspective of like in a perfect world, I see, the apparel and the gear. So gear, there's mugs, there's travel mugs, water bottles, uh, dishes for dogs, water bowls. It could also be for your own food if you want to when you're out camping or hiking. I want this to be for, we have so many people in our community that love hiking with their dog. And really, this is what this is designed for. So cozy sweatshirts that you can have underneath of your rain jackets, you know, whatever. Uh, really, it's great for winter time coming up a lot of what we have. And then from a design perspective, I, I, I see that kind of more minimal style. And it's something that I think uh, those that are involved with dogs, sometimes, you know, we don't necessarily want ourselves to stand out. I, I'm pretty introverted. And I, I hear that uh, that that can be kind of common for those that really love to be involved with training and, and dogs in general. So it's more of a minimal style. So I have a good friend that did all the graphic design and that's what she does full time. Um, so she actually did all of the designs um, by hand. So it's hand lettered and everything. And uh, she, she's based out of Montana. And so um, we wanted to partner on this as a project together. And she's really passionate about giving back to these organizations as well. So um, she partners to design the kind of minimal design. And then we kind of work together to decide what products. So we've got sweatshirts and shirts, of course, there's some jackets. And then we have bowls that you can use, like I said, for dogs. That's kind of a big one that's for dogs in particular. And then we have other types of gear. So we've got some mugs, a lot around things that you can just put all in a bag and go on a weekend trip or a day trip when you're hiking. I like it. It sounds like you really thought it through. And I think that's so important, you know, instead of just like putting a paw print on something like, I don't know if like, you know, you hear of like pink washing, like when they just make it pink and they're like, it's for girls. Um, and I think in the pet industry, there's like paw washing. <laughs> It's like we put a paw print on it, so all the dog people will buy it. <laughs> um, but like you put a lot of thought into it, like even you know having subtle designs because you don't want to stand out, and I, that's just um, you know I think that's what makes it all look so cohesive and and branded because you did think about that. Oh, thank you, I appreciate it. And something to keep a lookout to is um, we're going to start to be doing some more breed specific designs too. So labs are definitely on the list. I was going to say, how are you picking what breeds you're going to do? That's like so hard to decide. Yeah. Yeah. So we're definitely going to cover the um, general or, or most common assistance dogs, the, those oh. breeds, the Labradors and Goldens, um, German Shepherds, and then some fun breeds more personally. I, I love Border Collie, so we'll probably have Border Collie design on there, and I love Corgis. I know we've got a lot of 
lot of our community has corgis. So those are probably the ones I have in mind first. So also be on the lookout for that. I'll let you know when we got the labs up. <laughs> that is so smart to start with like the typical service dogs. Um, last year, the Postal Service came out with those military dog stamps. Mm-hmm. I, I bought, my sister gave them to me for my birthday. <laughs> Um, (laughs) a a good idea for a gift I love that yeah um but it was like a German shepherd and a Belgian shepherd and I think there was a lab in there as well um so that's that's a good idea to think about like which breeds are specific to um whatever your niche is because I know it's so hard to pick what breeds to focus on when you do that Are you searching for a way to earn extra income in your pet business and expand your reach with really cool branded products? I bet you'd love to have an online store, but do you have the space to store inventory or extra time to ship products out to your customers? Me neither. That's why I'm obsessed with on-demand products. Print-on-demand technology gives you a way to boost your income and brand awareness with a zero-inventory online store full of high-quality products. In my new masterclass, Launch an On-Demand Online Store for Pet Lovers, you'll save a ton of time by learning how I set up my own on-demand products like shirts, mugs, tote bags, and more. I'll let you in on the mistakes I made so you don't make them. And I'll explain the strategies I use to sell hundreds of on-demand products in the Wear, Wag, Repeat shop. Want to check it out and get a jump start creating on-demand products that your customers will be begging to buy? Head over to wearwagrepeat.com slash courses and click on the on-demand online store masterclass. Enrollment is open now at wearwagrepeat.com slash courses. Um, so, okay. I want to talk more about this, this organization that you're working with the Palmetto animal assisted life services pals. So tell, tell us more about, about them and how you chose them as your first partner. Yeah. So they're, they're really near and dear to my heart. Um, so this is the first organization that I got involved with. So I do have some kind of personal experience with them. So um, PALS, they're uh, pretty commonly referred to as so it's their acronym P-A-A-L-S, so Palmetto Animal Assisted Life Services. They're based in Columbia, South Carolina. So they're a 501c3 nonprofit. They're accredited by, if you've ever heard of ADI, it's Assistance Dogs International. So they're an ADI. They're actually the only ADI accredited program in South Carolina. So they are, I could go on and on. They're just such a kind group of people. Uh, very, very kind-hearted people. So they raise, train, and place assistance dogs. It's a variety of assistance dogs. So that's anywhere from mobility service dogs. They have autism service dogs, PTSD, uh, facility dogs, and then home-skilled companion dogs. So quite a variety. They're such a great group of people. So they will raise these uh, raise these assistance dogs. They do everything there, and then they will place dogs within a 230 mile range of Columbia, South Carolina. Um, and what's really neat is, in addition to that, so it doesn't just stop there. They actually work with their local community, and they have two big programs. So they have Prison Pals, and then they have Summer Pals. So um, Prison Pals, they work with their 
local correctional facility and so that their inmates can help raise and train these assistance dogs. And then they have a uh, camp called Summer Pals, which is really unique. It's one of the only camps in the country where the, um, the, the children that come, they help to train these service dogs that are part of the PALS program. And they actually have kids, some of them have disabilities and some do not, and they partner together to all attend this camp. And then they'll have a couple of their assistance dogs there for them to, to learn about service dog training and giving back to their community. So it's, it is just such a great organization. So that's our first uh, organization that we've partnered with. And right now we are really, really close. We're about 75% of the way there to funding all new gravel in their play yards. So that's something they really, really need right now is all new footing for their canine play yards. So the all of the orders placed right now are actually all going to that that project. So we're really, really close. We're almost all the way there. That's exciting. I like how you've picked a specific project instead of just saying this is the nonprofit that we're giving a percentage to. You've picked like a specific thing. I don't, I don't hear of too many brands doing that. How did you think to do that? Yeah, no, I was really inspired by um, Parks Project. They, I had heard a podcast from their co-founders where they were talking about raising money to fund projects at some of the national parks. And it just, I just, I don't know, it all came together where I was like, that's what I could do for these assistance dog programs. So instead of it being, let's say 10%, uh, we're, we want to target a specific project, something they really, really need, and then be working towards funding that specific project. So uh, that's something where once we fund that, then we can, ideally, I would love to start working with multiple organizations at the same time. Uh, that's really where I see the future of this. But um, even with PALS in the spring, we're also going to be donating to their uh, their team training, which is when their clients graduate with their new dog, they provide a kit for them of supplies and treat bags and all of that. And so we're going um, we're gonna to donate to put together a couple of those kits as well for their training team. That's, that's really cool. Um, I, it's just like you can actually see the difference that you're making when you support something really specific like that. Um, for anyone who's listening and, and wants to support a cause but maybe doesn't have a, a particular one that they have a relationship with, do you have any tips on how you would recommend going about finding a good partner like that? Because I imagine like having a really good partner, they'll um, – you know, share your stuff with their community potentially, um, since the sales are going to be helping them, you know, how do you find a good, a good relationship and a partner like that? Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, certainly any of the organizations you've been involved in, whether it's volunteering or maybe it's an excuse to, you know, to get involved right now, um, some organizations, you know, volunteering, it does look a little bit different right now um, with COVID-19. And I think anything that seems to, you know, light you up kind of naturally where you've either been involved or I think another way is um, what's been really helpful and something that was really important when we started this is going through the accrediting organization ADI or Assistance Dogs International. So for that, whether it's assistance dogs or shelter organization, if there's any sort of 
accrediting body that you can work through. So they have a list of all of their accredited organizations, and then you can work down that list and um, reach out to them that way. And of course, you know, any um, bit that you've been involved in different organizations or, of course, your, you know, existing community, I think is a, a great way to uh, have, a, have a list and then uh, kind of go down and start to reach out to them. Well, and you mentioned, you know, things are different because of COVID-19. You know, we can't, we can't really go in person. I mean, people are going in person and walking the dogs at shelters and stuff, but you can't, they're not going to have a big volunteer event um, these days. But it's kind of cool because you could actually volunteer virtually with an organization anywhere in the world. Um, so that actually has opened up, I think, a lot of opportunities for people if we can find a little silver lining. <laughs> Oh, absolutely. And it just means, you know, being involved in a different way uh, that maybe you would have never done otherwise. Because really, I think for those that are involved with dogs, it, you know, a lot of people, I'm, I'm included, where the physical aspect of it is it's really fulfilling to do more hands-on work of going out and actually walking or transporting them, you know, having them go out to play yards or something like that. It, it can be very fulfilling, but there are other ways to get involved and, and make a huge impact. And I do know raising money can just go such a long way or even helping virtually, it can, it can just go such a long way. That's not the only component of the organization, even though that's huge is the actual animal part of it. There's so much else that goes into those organizations. So, okay, looking, looking beyond COVID-19, one day we'll get past this. Um, wh- what do you see in the future um, for the future impact of the good dog cause? Do you have like a big dream for it? Oh, yeah. I, um, I think some of what I've kind of mentioned before, even more so. So I would love to be partnering with multiple organizations at the same time. And really, I see this as just continuing to fund these projects. So I would, I think it's such a neat way to share with the community some of the work that these organizations are doing, get a little more behind the scenes and sharing their photos and their team that's behind the scenes helping these dogs and raising these dogs, I think is is key. And I would love to really, you know, continue on our website to show everything that that's going towards and information about these causes and the actual projects that we're funding. But I, I, I mean, I hope the sky's the limit. I would love to just continue to, you know, fund as many projects as we possibly can, especially for the organizations that might be a little bit smaller or newer, that they don't have that, that maybe brand recognition. Not everyone knows about them quite yet, but they are still doing that good work. That is really just, you know, such a heart for that. I just really want to make sure that their, their message is getting out there just as much and we're giving back to them as well. So, um, so you, you can help them get the word out, but like, how are people getting the word out about you? Like, what are you doing to tell people about, about your new project? Yeah, a couple, couple of different ways. I, um, you know, it does help to work with them to get that word out. And then, uh, we're pretty active on Instagram. I would say that's the biggest one is, getting involved there. We're also, um, I'm part of your three-day challenge with Pinterest as well. So uh, we're getting involved with Pinterest in, in addition, but um, making sure that we're really uh, making sure that the, the visual component is shared in addition to the actual message. So making sure that we're, we're um, you know, taking photos, getting out in nature and making sure that we're sharing photos of these assistance dog programs as well. But um, 
you know, social media is a big one and uh, getting that message out there. I think that's probably the, the biggest for, for now. And then we'll continue to, to grow our community there. And you also um, tell us about your website and like, is it hosted on Shopify? I think. Or do you see it's on Wix actually on Wix? Oh, okay. So tell us, I, I actually don't know too much about Wix. So tell us about that because your, your website also is like very clean and well-designed looking. And I think that also helps, um, you know, helps people kind of like trust the brand when it's, when it's new to them and they see it and it looks really professionally done. So what's it like working on Wix? Yeah, thank thank you. I appreciate the the kind words. No, it's incredibly user friendly. I, um, when I was doing my online courses, that's, it's really the primary way that I um, got to know the actual platform itself and how to navigate that. It's incredibly user friendly. So we host the website there. And then what's really neat about some of these print on demand companies is uh, their fulfillment can be integrated with that website platform. So when an order is placed, um, I can make sure to check that. And then it's integrated with the print-on-demand company. And um, sounds like even quite a few, even in addition to them, integrate with um, large platforms like Wix. And so then it can be fulfilled through there and kind of be, you know, in a way automated to make that a little bit more streamlined and really just make that as quick as possible to make sure that the shipment is getting out to customers. But um, Wix has been incredibly easy, very user-friendly, um, to get started on there. So they have templates that you can kind of start with and then you can customize it with your brand. And then if you're more of an e-commerce site versus more of an online course website, they have so many different templates for that to kind of get started and then you can just customize it to what you want. But um, I've had a lot of fun with it. I think uh, what you're kind of naturally drawn towards I think is always fun to kind of lean into when you're building a business, what comes naturally to you. And then I've gotten really lucky to work with um, my friend who's a graphic designer and um, kind of work together and partner on that. Yeah. Well, it's, it all looks really good. Um, Okay. So shifting gears a little bit, um, because we've been talking technology and e-commerce and stuff, but the dogs are really, you know, what drives us to do what we do. And so you have, you well, you have your own dog, and then you're raising a puppy right now. So, so you kind of have one and a half slash two dogs. So, t- so tell us about your current dogs. Sure, yeah, love that question. I <laughs> so we have um, <laughs> some of you might have seen us on Instagram. We have um, first Briggs, who's our five year old border collie, and um, he's just a blast. He keeps us going and. Um, he does agility and he's a therapy dog and he just is, uh, I would say his number one favorite thing is traveling and hiking. Like he loves traveling. Um, when we take him to an Airbnb, he wants to check it out. He just has such a good time. Um, so he's our little travel guy. And then we have a 10 month old guide dog puppy that we're raising. He's a yellow, um, um, yellow Labrador retriever. And um, since puppy raising, it is something for those that have, you know, it's, it's in the back of your mind and it's something you've thought about. It is, especially now, um, you know, if you're working from home and normally you'd be going to an office, I could just go on and on. I mean, it, it has been such a fulfilling thing. And um, it's really, if you have just a little bit, it doesn't take a ridiculous amount of time every day, but um, it is something if you can commit to, you know, 10, 15 minutes of training sessions each day. 
uh, it is something that is incredibly fulfilling. So uh, we're, we're excited to do that for the first time. And I already know, you know, we're going to keep puppy raising. I just, it's something we, we know and, and hope that we'll be able to do for, for many years to come. It's a really neat thing to do. Do you have to be a professional dog trainer to be a puppy raiser? You don't know. And there's no, there's really no big requirement other than just being able to open your, your home and your heart to it. Uh, it's something that um, I had been uh, exposed to a bit and it just kept lingering in the back of my mind. But you, you do not, as long as you have a home and a little bit of time to devote to that. But it's something it's really what's neat is it kind of gets incorporated into your life a little more than, let's say, a pet dog would, where every day it's like a fun excuse to see a new place. It's like, well, he needs to be exposed to buses. Let's go to a busy intersection and just watch the buses go by or go to a park bench or check out a new trail that we know has some dogs that would be leashed, you know, uh, uh, nearby. So it's just a fun excuse to get involved with your community. And really, I think it's some of the best people that are involved, um, the big hearts. So uh, for that, it's also a really neat way to get involved and meet some pretty incredible people. And so when you're doing the puppy raising, um, do you know the timeline of how long you're going to have them for? Like you have him for up, up, up until he's one year old or how, how does that work? Yeah, just it kind of, you know, each organization is a little bit different depending on if it is a guide dog organization or another type of assistance dog group that maybe focuses on mobility service dogs or other type of um, service or assistance dogs. But generally, you would have them from about eight weeks of age until they're between 15 to 18 months. Uh, somewhere around that, each organization is a little bit different. Sometimes it's a little bit earlier that they would go back, sometimes a little bit later. So, um, and some organizations, uh, they have a little bit of a different um, cadence to that, where puppy raising is a little bit shorter time, and then their trainers get involved a little bit earlier. But um, for this guide dog organization, we'll have them for from eight weeks up until uh, anywhere from 15 to 17 months, and then he'll go back to, to formal training. So it's, uh, you know, just long enough where you can, you know, you definitely get um, a little bit bonded to them. Yeah, but you're gonna, beneath- you're gonna cry, Stacy. <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. It's, um, it's, it's when you have to say goodbye to him, it's gonna be hard. <laughs> yeah, it'll be bittersweet. But what's nice is you know from the beginning that that's the end goal yeah. is to be giving back a puppy that is very well rounded has seen the world hopefully um, right now it's a little bit different. Um, so yes. seeing, uh, being exposed to different things in life and, uh, you know, giving back a, a puppy that's going on to, to do bigger and better things. So really excited to be a part of it. No, it's, it's definitely amazing. And um, I think probably experiencing it firsthand makes you even more tied to the cause that you're supporting with the good dog cause. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I, um, I'm really excited to see the excitement so far. We're pretty new with this, and it's really exciting to see the the kind words and really the excitement around the cause. So I'm really looking forward to seeing the impact that we can make. And um, we're starting off off strong, and I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. So I I did not prepare you for this. I'm going to kind of throw you a question like off the top of my mind here. But for people who are who are thinking about starting an online store like this. What is one thing that you think they should do um, that they should definitely do to help make it more of a success? Oh, yeah, I, I love this. I um, 
think there's there's a couple of different things that come to mind, but I would say one of the biggest things, you know, these uh, social media platforms, since we've talked a lot, I mean, I think aside from, uh, I would say that on the social media platforms, being aware of what catches your eye. So if you are already your target market, right? If you are already the ideal customer, you know, being involved, let's say you're thinking about a brand that is largely going to be for pet owners, for um, for those that are involved in the dog community, really seeing what catches your eye naturally. What is it about that? What is it the actual product? Is it the design? Is it how it's uh, the photos? I know I'm a, I'm a big, um, <laughs> a really good photo. It makes such a big impact, you know, especially when it comes to e-commerce. So a photo that's really showing, I know you talk about this, how the product's actually being used versus just the product kind of there, uh, how it's being used, how you're incorporating it into, let's say, you know, if you're hiking a lot with your dog, showing that product when you're hiking with your dog, as simple as that is, and really just clear photography. I think um, we're so photo driven. I think taking some time to really work on that skill set, I think is immensely helpful, um, you know, to really hone that skill. There's some great editing programs out there. And I'm going to add one more. I think I kind of mentioned this before, but I think getting involved in that industry, I think if you're, you know, if it's a give back, I think that's certainly a big one. But however, I think being involved in your community in some way can be really impactful to kind of see what just kind of draws, excuse me, draws you in naturally. Yeah, that's really good advice. I think that we can get so caught up in, will people like this? Will people buy this and you should kind of just pause for a second and ask, would I buy it? Like, would I wear this? You know, would I want to go somewhere and have my picture taken wearing this or holding this or whatever? So that's, that's really something simple, but like good to think about. I think we can get so caught up in like moving forward. You should just like ask yourself if you like it. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And what really, you know, what is it about what's drawing your eye to certain things online e-commerce because it's just especially right now when some of these brick and mortar facilities are either not open or open in a little bit of a different way I think it's really powerful especially if you're building a brand where the orders are mainly placed online it's really powerful and that's how you get your message out there is through those words and those photos and that story so um, it can be really powerful what is it about that that drew you in yeah. Is it uh, the, the way of that product position? Is it that design? Is it that color? What is it about that? So I think it's, it's, um, it's the details are important. So pulling that out, it's really focusing on that. It's important. A good way you could kind of do that is like on Instagram, I use like saved posts all the time. I don't think people utilize saved posts as often as I do, <laughs> but cause you can save like into little folders and stuff. And it's, I'm always saving artists that I like, and then I can reach out to them later if I want to. Um, but yeah, you could, anytime you see a post that you're like, Oh, I, you know, that a post that made you go to the profile and click on the link, like what post triggered that kind of action and save it. And then once a month, go back and look at all those saved posts and see what they have in common. That would be kind of a good little experiment. I might have to do that. <laughs> No, I love that. I do. I do the same thing. I was sending them to myself and just keeping an eye, especially for some of the brands, you know, as we get towards right now, you know, we'll be getting pretty close to the, to the holiday season. And so, you know, having the ability to go back, especially, you know, it might not be for yourself. It might be for a gift for someone else of keeping that in mind when it's more their time or it's their birthday or something like that. 
um, especially for so many um, organizations now have some sort of give back component to it. So giving a a gift that continues to give back, I think is uh, a really, a really nice thing to do. Yeah, definitely. Well, um, we could just talk all day long, but you have to tell everyone where they can find your store because I have to end the episode, unfortunately. So (laughs) where can they find you online? Oh, thank you so much for having having me on. And uh, it's always a pleasure speaking with you. Uh, we can be found, our website, which is kind of the main place to go, is thegooddogcause.com. That'll take you to the right place. You can browse all of our products. And then we are on Instagram at the, the Good Dog Cause as well. And then if you want to learn more about PALS, um, if you're in South Carolina or that area, they are PALS.org. So P-A-A-L-S dot O-R-G. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Stacey. Thank you so much, Tori. I appreciate it. What did you like most about this episode? Find me on Instagram at TMystic and let me know what intrigued you or what questions you have about starting or growing your own dog-inspired business. You can also screenshot this episode and tag me in your stories. I love to see who is listening out there. Some of the best conversations happen after the episode, right? So track me down over on Instagram or Join the Wear, Wag, Repeat Labs Facebook group to connect with other dog-obsessed entrepreneurs. And as always, you can find all the links and resources discussed in this episode at wearwagrepeat.com slash podcast. See you back here next week.